Men, let's talk about low testosterone. Do you suffer from any of these symptoms? Low sex drive, ED, are you always tired, depressed, you have loss of muscle mass, you're obese, maybe you have loss of focus and drive, then you, my friends, may suffer from low testosterone. Let my buddies over at Men's Health in Mississippi, located right there in Madison, check your numbers today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Check them out online at menshealthms.com. That's menshealthms.com, Men's Health Mississippi. All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It is a finally Friday edition of the show. I'm joined here in the studio by the one and only Mr. Sean Yurtkaran. Uh If you guys want to chime in with us this morning, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. If you want to call in, 601 601- 789. I'm sorry. 601-879-0002. let's jump straight in. Yeah. Greatest 90s movie of all time, or of the 90s, is Armageddon. That's what we were just talking about before the show. It was funny, we both said it at the same time. Yeah, we got on on this conversation off air about, about, I said, I really need to dive in and start watching some movies again. And we talked about during COVID- we watched movies, and I was like, yeah, I watched a bunch of 80s stuff, like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, and all the Corey and Corey movies. Corey. <laughs> Corey Haim, Corey I Feldman. know, yeah. I mean, just, how could you? If you're our those, age, you can't forget those guys. No. Uh-uh. The wrong one died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> guys, that's a horrible thing to say. Uh. Anyway, I'm sure people have said the same thing about me. <laughs> um, so uh, somehow or another, we ended up on um, movies we have to watch every time they're on, and I was like, Armageddon. You know, what was the other one I said? Was it, uh, Armageddon and... Oh, anyway, it's irrelevant. We're talking about Armageddon now. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, every time. This movie gets me every time. I don't care where I'm at in the movie when it comes on. When I'm going to watch it all the way through. Whether it's on HBO or TBS or whatever. Yep. But when, when Bruce Willis pushes um, Ben Affleck out of, the, out of the compartment so he can be the one to die... After Affleck drew the shortest straw so he could go back home and marry his baby girl, I still cry to this day. Still to this day, embarrassingly. But, uh, man, just one of the best cast movies yeah. ever. I know you hate Affleck's casting, but in the Affleck's 90s. Affleck's the only one I don't like in that movie. Everybody else is fantastic except for In the for 90s him, it works, though. I mean, he was a yeah, big star. At that time, sure, he was. You know, Liv Tyler was Steven Tyler's daughter, and they had that massive hit. I don't know what was bigger, the movie or the, or the song. Sure, I mean, that was when I don't Aerosmith close, had it. I don't want to miss a thing or whatever. Because if you remember, like, in 93, Aerosmith came out with Get a Grip. Remember the Get a, Get a yeah. Grip out? And then they came out with another one after that, because I think Armageddon came out in 1998. And uh, they had a resurgence in the 90s. Aerosmith yeah. had a really big resurgence in music. Then. Man, they, they they came back with permanent vacation mm-hmm. from their hiatus and rehabs and all that. Yeah. As, as a, they were a 70s arena rock band. Oh, like Toys in the Attic from the 70s. Great album, by the way. If you're yeah, listening. and... They came. They 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 did the Run DMC thing mm-hmm. to walk this way. That's right. That late. That was late eighties. One yeah. Day, like. and, but that was kind of the comeback thing. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Run DMC, really, you could be credited with putting Aerosmith kind of back on the mainstream I didn't think map. about it. You're right about that. That thing was big when that happened. And, and, then, I, I, and yeah. then I want to say Permanent Vacation came out on the heels of that. Mm-hmm. And then Get a Grip, right? I think. And it was Get a Grip next? In 93, I know that came. Because that's with like Alicia Silverstone and yeah, that, that whole music videos. You remember that? Man, they were. That's, to me, that's their best album. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah, is. You can make it wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an old school Aerosmith fan. I love mm. that. It's good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But, it, you know, it's not my era. But this came out in the peak of the 80s MTV videos. Mm-hmm. Steven Tyler was made for MTV. Yeah, he really for music was. videos. I mean, let's just <laughs> yeah. be honest. The big lips and just the... He looks at, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, he was he was trans before trans was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you know what's so funny is, like, we're kind of on this anti-trans thing, whatever you want to say about it. I mean, I, I don't know if I can think of a better way to describe it, but I'm just, what, anti-trans agenda. And, um... But maybe back during the '80s, when all my favorite rock stars looked like girls, I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah, right. That's a good like CC Deville. You know, he's I mean, out there. And not even that thinking first, about it. that first Poison album covers for the hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's funny. They were dressed like women. I mean, you yeah. think about it now, they really were. That's funny. Yeah. Well, let, 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 we could do a whole show on that. Let's circle back real quick to Armageddon, guys. I promise we're going to get into some political stuff. I, I, you have tuned into the right place. You have, I promise. Yeah. But every now and then, it's Friday. It's called Free for All Friday for a reason. We talk about all the kind of different stuff we want to talk about. Armageddon, there's a scene in there, and this is where the question of the day comes in. There's a scene in there Sean brought up where, and the, you know, you got to keep in mind, these are just a bunch of oil field workers, a bunch of offshore workers. Yeah. that they, They're asking these guys because they are master drillers and drilling into hard surfaces and places that can't be done. They didn't take a bunch of old roughnecks, you know, like a lot of the good, hardworking, blue-collar folks listening to this show right now, a bunch of old roughnecks. And ask them to save the world. And the probability of them dying is you know, about 99%. Yeah, sure. Let's just be honest. And they're like, you know, so they have a list of demands. Just say the worst possible environment imaginable. Remember that scene? Yes. This is the word. Just say that. You're yes. good. Just say the worst possible imagine, possible. And uh, they, uh, they, they have a list of demands. It's, um, I never want to pay taxes again, ever. Yeah, <laughs> here, here. Yeah. Uh-huh. They want to know, they want to know who killed Kennedy. Mm-hmm. They uh they want to know they want to uh stay in the Lincoln room the Lincoln yeah Lincoln Bear room. wanted to stay in the Lincoln bedroom for the summer that yeah. was what he said right he wanted to stay there and then uh I think one of them wanted he had like a million parking tickets and he wanted those gone yeah that <laughs> was, <laughs> they, well, that's Steve <laughs> yeah he had a ton of parking and then oh also there was somebody they wanted to fix one of their girlfriend's immigration status yeah. that's what I that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's they had just a list of demands there was some, I, I should have looked this up what their list was but I off the top of my head that's what I remember so what would your demand be <laughs> yeah. to save the world. If you if NASA or the, the the federal government as it currently exists came to you and wanted you to save the world, what would your demand be? And I don't want to hear none of this. I would just do it for the for because I love this. I love I love America. Blah blah blah. Oh, no no, hey, no, I don't want none of that this morning. Clay, you got to laugh at this. I just googled the list of demands from Armageddon, and there's a Reddit on this huh. <laughs> called Armageddon. Did the drillers get out of paid taxes? <laughs> I mean, you know, Reddit will have any, literally the, have anything. They never them. answered the questions, though. Like they just they had that scene. Yeah. Well, I guess when they got back to Earth, that one uh, was it Steve Buscemi's uh, immigration or the girl, the the blonde Russian girl. Yeah, the blonde Russian girl. That was Owen Wilson's girlfriend, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was Buscemi's. It was right? the, it was Buscemi's stripper. Stripper, yeah, he had the yeah. stripper that he right. Because remember when he goes and he borrows money from the from the loan, loan shark, shark, and he said, "Are you?" 
die. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Just yeah. give me this money. You know? and he gets back, he's like, oh, <laughs> never going to pay it back. Uh-oh, I, I lived. <laughs> yeah, I lived. <laughs> and the, the cast of characters that are at the airstrip when they when they land. Oh, yeah. But none of these people would have security clearance no, in right? the real world. To get over there, especially like, yeah, the stripper is not yeah. showing up there. <laughs> that movie is fantastic, man. Don't, don't, I just, I'm going to probably watch that this weekend. Don't undersell strippers' ability to, to know things. I mean, the whole big short happened because of a stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, she had heard some, it was a stripper slash realtor. Right, right. That's what, yeah, they, yeah, they, they'd assisted in that because the stripper had like eight houses or something, wasn't it? I think, I think <laughs> yeah. it was something like that in South Florida. Oh, um, it's, it's, it's always something. So that, that, I want to I hear what would y'all's demand be mm-hmm. to save the world? If, if NASA or the government came to you today, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. And uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Like, campy kind of fun movie like that. Another one of my favorites is Varsity Blues. I forgot about this, Clay. So Reddit's got, see, Reddit has everything. Max wanted to bring eight tracks back. That's right. That's right. Max wanted to bring eight tracks back. I just thought I forgot about that part. That's great. What were some of the other ones? Uh, it just uh, it was the Lincoln Bedroom thing we already brought up. Oscars parking tickets, and then somebody won a four week Empress package at Caesar's Palace. Yes, I forgot about that too. That's what that was. It. Yeah. It says taxes have status for life. Doesn't seem unreasonable, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it came with some caveats. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, these people have really analyzed this on this on the Reddit. You know, they they did this just in case they were ever called up to save the world, and now they're analyzing this on Reddit. All right. I mean, probably somebody did this while they were at work too. You're like, well, let's, let's talk about this issue. Uh, we got some good. We got some. We got some answers here. Oh, good. We got the the universe is awake on a Friday. I awesome. barely am. Uh, Jake says, abolish the Democrat Party. <laughs> yes, here, here. There you go. Here, here. Um, my uh, unknown texture here. My demand would be to keep Beatty Street open. Well, huh? well, I mean, sometimes it's the little things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint says, y'all don't forget Tombstone, Shawshank, and Primal Fear. Well, we will, we will oh. do a show about oh, great yeah. movies for sure. Let's see. I think we're getting a correction on Aerosmith. It says Aerosmith's album, Done With Mirrors, from 1985, was actually their comeback record because it was Joe Perry's return to the band. The remake of Walt This Way was also a big hit a year later and definitely helped propel them back into the spotlight. Okay. Cool. Cool. So I guess when I say comeback album, I think I more so mean comeback to relevance, mm-hmm. you know, national relevance. But thank you for the clarification mm-hmm. there. I need to check that album out. I don't guess I've yeah. ever listened to it. I mean, I've watched every Aerosmith documentary, but sure. as you know, that's something I would do want to do. Go back and just binge watch behind the musics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have every subscription uh, streaming service known to man. Mm-hmm. And not once have I been able to find, Behind the musics, I've never seen. It's a good point, you know. Last, it's, I, and I all I do these days is watch documentaries. I yeah. barely watch movies. Like last night, I watched. You should on Prime is they got a documentary about the Kelsey brothers. Yeah. It's really good. To, yeah, it's really good. And I watched that last night. And uh, uh, Prime has been doing a, lo- a really good job with their documentaries lately. Yeah. Got some really good ones on there. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. I've, I've not seen it. the behind. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I logged into my stuff. Prime for the first time last night for about five minutes. I watched about the first half of the first quarter of that football game, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just not into it. Who, who yeah. won? Uh, I think it was the um, was it? the the Eagles won. Eagles won. Yeah, Eagles won. Awesome. I can live with that. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold on. Let me see if we got any more texts. I, I want to get, hit these now. Uh, any more from this morning. Johnny says, 
Aerosmith told you that dudes look like a lady. Man, <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> the, the prof- a good one. The prophetic. The prophetic <laughs> I'm clapping there, buddy. <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right. So, okay. Apparently, Paramount Plus has all the behind the music. So, I do have Paramount Plus because that's where I watch Yellowstone and uh, oh, you, that's like the Sylvester Stallone, Tulsa King or whatever. Is that any good? Phenomenal. Really? I mean, so, a, it's, it's a little cheesy because it's imagine a New York gangster going to Tulsa, Oklahoma to take over the weed business. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. Me and Allison binge watched the whole thing. Really? You see, I subscribe to Paramount Plus sometimes and watch certain things on there. I've never watched. Well, I've watched. Money has it. I've watched one or two episodes of Yellowstone before. Yeah. But it reminded me of like Dynasty, so I never got into it. You got to get past the first two or three episodes. I watched. I bet you I watched the first episode of Yellowstone five times before I made it to the second one. Just okay. Just over over a couple years, and finally, because you didn't like it initially. Yeah. That was that was my problem. It was kind of slow and. And I was like, okay, you just got to get past this. Every everybody says it's the greatest show. Everybody mm-hmm. can't be wrong, which they can be. I mean, I know. Sure. Let me be one of the sheep. I really want to like this, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did because it is great. Yeah, I'm gonna try to give it. A shot. It's like you know, it, it's the way I've uh, tried to talk to people about um, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Thank you. That's it took exactly. three seasons. Yeah, it takes people a lot to get into it, but once you do, like my dad was a good example, and he was like, "I'm trying to watch this. I can't get through it." I'm like, "Just push through." And then once he did, he was like, "Oh my god, this the fir- is like it, the greatest." The first season so slow but man you got to do it to build a yeah, character to build the character what it is and, and that's what yellowstone does it builds us you get invested into these characters mm-hmm. and it takes a minute to understand who they are because a lot of depth to these characters it is it's like and it's hard because like some sometimes what great shows we're used to it being more entertaining up front like the, one of the other great shows i think of all time is the sopranos in my opinion oh sure and the first season is entertaining it's still isn't that hard to get through i mean so i i guess that's just different with some of these other shows where it's harder the first season's harder to get through you can watch the sopranos the first season i love it i rewatch it several times but um but breaking bad is the best example i can think of of something that you just got to push on through so maybe i'll try that with yellowstone Yep. All right, we got some other good texts about some political stuff. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, we'll get into it. But I would like, hey, throughout the show, guys, don't don't hesitate. Question of the day. What would your demand be if if the government came to you to help? If whatever it is you do for a living could help save the world, and you're the best at it, what would your demand be? I'll think of mine. I haven't thought about it yet. I do like the never pay taxes again thing. I do like that. And I've got a couple That's number in- one. i got a couple enemies. I've got a couple enemies I'd like to see go away. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing violent. I'm just saying they just need to go away. Let's put them on an island somewhere. See if they can get off. A little my, my own little survivor island with my enemies. Polo. <laughs> no, nah, he, he, he's he's gone. He's on an island right he's now. On, he's on an island right now. There's a couple more though. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. 
Hey guys, let me tell you something about Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and kickboxing real quick. I got a text here from the Mr. Hoist Gracie Black Belt himself, Mr. Chance Shepard. He says, Hey, uh, can you read when you when you get when you do the ad read? They have a seminar, man. They're having a seminar tonight. They welcome third degree black belt, Ryan Young. Drop by and see what jiu-jitsu is all about or just meet and shake hands with him and myself and some other local black belts. Starts at 6.30 p.m. We'll be there till 9 p.m. Hey, Chance, if you're listening real quick, tell me which location. Sorry, I should have read this uh, during the break and already asked, but hey, that's what I do. But look, while he's letting me know what location the seminar is at tonight, they have two locations, one in Madison, one in Pearl, Ridgecrest Drive in Madison, Fairmont Plaza in Pearl. It's at the Madison. The seminar tonight is in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive there. You can check it out online, gracysouth.com, for more information. But look, they got, obviously, jiu-jitsu classes taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt, Mr. Chance Shepard. They have women's only self-defense classes taught by a female instructor, so there's like a no male intimidation atmosphere type thing going on. And they have fitness kickboxing, which is a great non-monotonous workout. And I hate doing monotonous things, so... Very fun stuff there. My sister's doing something like that somewhere else, but neither here nor there. She loves it. So uh, go try that out. And, of course, they have children's jiu-jitsu classes. What a great way to teach your child discipline and a little bully prevention. You know, let a, let's get, let a bully catch a broke nose or get in a guillotine clutch. Am I saying that right? Is it a guillotine clutch? Is that what it's called? That sounds right. Rear naked choke. How about that? <laughs> okay. I just... I just Knock them out. <laughs> little F-A, little F-O. Anyway, <laughs> Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing. You just and, said, uh, I'm sorry. And uh, look, also real quick, first week's free. And then it's 20% off if you mentioned that you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. And uh, Chance, I got a question from a listener who wants to know is tonight for all ages. So let me know that and I will uh, update her. All right. When you said when you said uh, you know f around and you know all that stuff that uh, anyway, I was listening to the show yesterday at home like the first hour and I didn't you know it cuts to one of the commercials about bail bonding and you and you said that I didn't heard that commercial and I literally like spit out my coffee I was laughing so hard oh it's, the, one, of the, it's one of the podcast only commercials it was that's really funny you're like did you just f around <laughs> I was like are oh, you th- God. are you are you thinking about f around <laughs> and finding out have you recently f around and found out you'll need a bail bond I just hadn't heard that one before I was like that's man that's funny. Well, they asked me when I plug some ads into the podcast. I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't mind. And uh, we, uh, and I just had, I've had some fun with that with the Bell Bond sponsorship. Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. It was a great ad for them. I mean, you know, that's what you did. You, you after around, you found out. Now you need to get bonded out. Hey, and, and real quick, uh, ladies and all ages are welcome tonight. So, uh, yep, twelve, twelve and up, and ladies are also welcome tonight at uh, Gracie South. Yeah, man, I was like, look, I, I said, you know, I have a long storied history of effing around and finding out myself, and you always need a good bell bondsman. Yeah, you, that's, that's <laughs> always a useful thing to have. Yeah. You know, if, if you ain't riding in an Uber this weekend, there's a good chance you're going you're gonna to need to uh, yeah. you're gonna need to do that. Hey, speaking of Uber, mm. uh, okay, I, not, I don't want anything pornographic or sexual in this conversation, uh-huh. but let's, so look, I, would, I would like to tell a, an Uber story. I've and got if, one. I'm kidding. You, I'm not yeah. going <laughs> you know, to. If, any, if, any, if anybody's got a good Uber story, I, I want to I hear them. But again, I don't want anything pornographic or sexual. Uh, because I, we could do we could do multiple shows with all that type of content. Yeah, you know, we, there's kids in the car. Oh, that's right. It's an early hour. Yeah, but um, I, we we wrote a, we we went out to Shuckers a couple of weeks ago, and we got an Uber home. We got an Uber there too, and we got an Uber home, 
And we we end up with this really interesting Uber driver. And I, and I, I, I thought the guy was just really, really interesting. But he was from Canada, and he's a vegan. But he had never been to Waffle House before. So we're in Waffle House in Brandon with this guy. And, you know, what does a vegan get at Waffle House? You know? But, yeah. You know, I guess he got a waffle, actually. I guess that's about the only thing he could get. Yeah, he got a waffle. and Smothered, um, covered, hash browns. But. And we find out that he's a, uh, he basically reads palms type stuff. He what? Like, he can kind of read your palms. Oh, he can read your, okay. And uh, let's see here. So, he, uh, we're in there in Waffle House. Me and my girlfriend are on one side of the booth. He's on the other. And uh, he does astrology. That's what it is. It's like astrology, you know, read your uh, signs and tell you if you're compatible and all that. And so <laughs> somewhere in that, I had to, uh, he was like, I, he needed to know, was I born at what time of the day I was born? I was like, well, I had to text my mom or call my mom at, I guess it was about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You tell me this, right. And find out <laughs> what time I was born. <laughs> and the next day I got a text from my mom. I'm trying to find it here so I can read it verbatim. Here, that's not it. Anyway, she was like, "Were you were you with an astrologist last night? Because you had to ask me what time you were born." I said, "I was, I was." So we end up we end up out with a, a palm reading vegan Uber driver from Canada that had never been to Waffle House. <laughs> So we took him to Waffle House. He had a great experience. He's just a very interesting guy. Drove a Honda Civic with a ton of bumper stickers on it. Was know. he like a psychic or just a palm reader? I don't want to say palm reader because he didn't actually read our palms, mm-hmm. but I just can't think of a better way. He, 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 we came to the end of the discussion was me and Allison are very compatible. Okay. I, was, I could have told him that. Yeah. Anyway, it, that, so that was my interesting um Uber story for the weekend. We'll save yours for another day. In a, in yeah, a we probably episode. don't need to talk about that on air. We'll save yours for an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a different. Yeah. It's... <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's jump into this, man. Okay. Which one? Brandon Presley. Oh, yeah. Our Twitter war with him last night. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a Twitter handle called Republicans for Presley. Bro, I'm just calling. Look, and, they, and they've been, they've been nice. I mean, they, they, they've retweeted our stuff and this, that, and the other. Yeah. 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 They're cool. But I, I'm just going to call shenanigans. I don't really think there's a group of real Republicans that are "quote unquote" Republicans for Presley. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's Republicans upset with Tate. She called that the, tw- the Twitter handle GOP upset with Tate. Yeah, you know, instead of yeah, GOPers against Tate. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I can get that, but I just don't think I, I, in my heart of hearts, I really don't think there's a "quote unquote" enough people to be a Republicans for Presley. And they're all, and you know how I know they're not Republicans, because they're upset about the TAMP stuff. Yeah, um, that is a no. That's a non-seller on our side. You're the one who actually explained that to me, because of course, you know, on my side, I'm like, ah, this looks, you know, bad and stuff. But the way you put it, and now I really kind of understand it, was that, you know, it looks like you guys feel like this money was taken from you anyway, and not that you think it's a good thing that people steal anything, mm-hmm. but it's just. This is, what, you know, once the tax money's been stolen from me, I don't care who steals it from the tax man. Yeah, I mean, you know, and um, so it wasn't like I feel like, and I was talking to a friend of mine that works in Democratic. So I feel party. bad about the drug dealer getting robbed. Mm. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Right, there you go. Like, like the drug dealer getting robbed. I mean, yeah, I was talking to my friend that works in the Democratic Party, and he was saying that you know a lot of outside money is coming in to Presley because of um, because of he's pushing the TANF thing. I don't know if that's true or not. This is what he told me, yeah. and um, 
And because that's kind of like, you know, we talk about echo chambers. I think that's a democratic liberal echo chamber is a TANF scandal. It's a big, it's just a big thing with like, they just want to push oh, that. Is. You know, all you got to do is go look under Tate's any, anything Tate posts. Yeah. It, it, it's that. There's people yapping about that. And I don't even, def- I'm not trying to necessarily defend Tate, but I don't, I'm trying to figure out here, what did Tate really do? <laughs> I mean, I can see where Phil Bryan and all these other people, there were issues there, but Tate was lieutenant governor at the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, and I, I read an article a few weeks ago in the Magnolia Tribune, Tribune that kind of explained Paul Lacoste's, I think you sent it to me actually, Paul Lacoste's program, fitness program for the state. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like anything unethical occurred there. No, he got offered money to do something. He was like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it seems like he's kind of got messed over for not doing anything wrong. You know, that's that's the other thing. As far as what I what I've read or what you sent me that Tribune article, it didn't seem like Lacoste has done anything wrong or that really Tate did either. Yeah, well, you know, and also um, I think some of the I've I've heard from people that some of the DBIC stuff isn't nearly as they're not they're quite as dirty as they're being played out to be either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard that too. Same thing. It seems like because I mean they had an organization that was actually doing work. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I don't know. This thing kind of. I mean, it's been going on for four years. You know, the feds are in it, and I guess they know which ones. You know, who's who were the bad guys who were not. They've been died to what the news, I think. Yeah, and then we're gonna find Davis. out. Yeah, we're gonna find out. I mean, it seems like. But like you know, the thing with um with like Brett Favre, and I mean he. He ended up paying back the money, didn't he? I think that's correct. Well, yeah, no, that was the thing I sent you to. It was like, I was, or maybe you sent it to me. It was actually Tate's brother helped facilitate for paying the money back. Yeah, well, that don't fit the narrative. Mm-mm. No, I mean that's what. And uh, wasn't there? Didn't the attorney? See, I haven't dug it in a while, but didn't the attorney general's office sign off on the volleyball money? Isn't that Man, correct? They they peeled this on your back. Every lawyer in the state peeled this on your back and said, "This is legal." Hmm. Yeah, I, I just I don't you know I mean I mean, I mean it, if the if the AG's office signs off on this and it was Jim Hood's office not Lynn Finch it was Jim yeah. Hood's office so Democrat yeah, office, they, right? yeah they they signed off on this says well if I'm the guy doing it, I'm like well I, I've got it from the from the the highest law enforcement office in the state of Mississippi mm-hmm. you know basically that this is I guess you can call it the AG's law enforcement yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so I mean I mean I, I just don't get it to me this is a nothing sandwich this whole thing that what the news did is is he was he legal? Yeah, sure. But the other people they're trying to drag into all this, I don't think you don't have to like it. It can be dirty, but legal. And also, like how many? I mean, when they were like, "Well, politicians were giving money or handing out contracts to their friends." What politician doesn't do that? Where has that not occurred throughout? I mean, they all yeah, do it to some extent. I mean, look, it all happens. I mean, look, look at Richard's disposal in yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is just I mean, just from the most recent kind of ugly, dirty thing, but that apparently isn't illegal. And even, you know, I think, didn't Phil Bryant was going to sue Mississippi Today, and they retracted one of their statements about him, like, embezzling money? And it, to me, I just thought it was hard to say that Phil Bryant took a bribe. It just didn't seem like that was plausible to me, that that's what happened during this whole thing. And the insinuation was that he was dirty, and I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Phil fan or anything, but I just, you know, be fair. Like, that's just be fair, and I don't think that he was taking a bribe. I don't think that, and I'm not a huge Tate fan, but I don't think Tate's was taking money either. I, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems a little not very plausible to me. And and the, and the point is, the bigger point is that you and I were talking about, even on Twitter last night, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. You're not converting like, a single Republican voter over mm-hmm. to, Tate, to, to Brandon Presley from Tate Reeves over the 10th. Nope. Stuff. They are wasting their time. That is a Democrat echo chamber. You already have those voters. Yeah. Find, find something else. I, and I, I tweeted back at him. I said, you know. If you wanna, if you wanna get catch a bunch of agitated Republican voters, get them on Tate's COVID policies. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, because you guys are really mad about that. I mean, so that's a good point. And and then like we were talking there last night about Medicaid expansion. There's, I mean, people. I think the number now is in the seventy percent of the state wants this. I can't remember exact number. It's close to that. And even the speaker, the future speaker of the house, Jason White, last week explained that you know they were going to take it up. That this is time to do that. And we don't know what form it's going to be in, but that he was he had actually it actually was. Uh, did you read his statements to Mr. No. It was really good, and he kind of said that like you know we kind of dropped the ball on this, yeah. and and. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's where the momentum's going with Medicaid expansion, and that's kind of Presley's issue. If I was him, I wouldn't talk about anything but Medicaid expansion and COVID, I, like you're suggesting. I think that's all a pretty good idea, and too. I, and I, I know I've got him on record saying there would be no COVID lockdowns, and that should just, in theory, mm-hmm. be the end, but I, I don't trust the national Democrat narrative, and that's where he's got a problem. He should have primary Tate as a Republican. I mean, he's almost, I mean, his positions are almost to the right. He, he would have a better chance of having primary Tate as a Republican. Let's take a call yep. real quick. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, Clay. Yo. Okay. But in regard to Brett Favre and Marcus Dupree, for that matter, you don't hear nobody screaming about him. Uh, they schedule talks and commercials. They paid them in advance, but they never scheduled them. So why was that the state's fault? Uh, uh, you're, you're saying it's their fault, not the state's fault. No, it wasn't their fault. The state didn't schedule the programs for them to speak at or for the commercial to be done. So that's their damn problem. Another thing, if they would have taken that money and built Jackson State a football stadium, there would have been nothing said about it. Man, that's the only reason this is even a thing. It's because it was because of who got the money and who didn't. Exactly. I've been saying that since day one. If this this had been Jackson politicians – or Democrat politicians, we would not be hearing anything about it, or or to be flipped. We'd be outraged, and and they yeah. and they would be. I mean, so whatever. And, it, and they'd be having parades over. It. Yep. But y'all Appreciate. guys have a great. But again, don't listen to media because I'm telling you, I know for a fact that they paid them in advance, paid the agents in advance, and then uh, they then the state didn't schedule because COVID hit. That's it. Appreciate it, brother. I mean, all right. All right. Yeah, well, he brought up a good point about Marcus Dupree. I don't think he did anything either, right? I think no. from what I don't. I mean, when I remember, the, the I state read this paid Tate. I mean, the state paid Brett the money. Brett donated the money to the school, and then the state didn't schedule the speeches. Why, why is? I mean, maybe there was a clause in the contract that says if these don't happen, you have to get the money back. I mean, I don't know, but once I haven't paid for something, screw you. And also, I read something really interesting. Actually, uh, I know. Some of the listeners joke with me about reading Vox so much, but Vox did a really good article about this a few months ago, talking about how this TANF money has been used in every state. Yeah. And all states, they were giving examples like Oklahoma and Texas. They've used it to plug budget holes for this this kind of program. I mean, this is not something that's new. I'm not saying that what was done here was ethical or, you know, with a lot of those instances. Obviously not. There's federal indictments, those kinds of things, and people have pled guilty already. But um, but this is not something that hasn't occurred in every other state in the country based on the way that money's distributed. So I think that's also something interesting to look into. Yep. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Quran. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bail Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601 
825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, Friday night. Friday nights are made for pizza. Get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's at starting at 4 p.m. to midnight tonight, all weekend long, and seven days a week for that matter, and get some of the best pizza in town. Uh, I was talking to Chip the other day, or Chip was talking to somebody and had told them that just what a great value advertising on the show has been and how much business that he's gotten off of it. I said, well, the key is when you get there, when they get there, they get great pizza. I said, we can get them there once. The food gets them back the second time, not the advertising. And uh, they keep coming back. Pizza's great. The appetizers are great. The pasta's great. Just get out there and try it, man. Look, I'll tell you what's cool. They got the 12 different specialty pizzas. Then they got the Wheel of Flavor. And you can put up to three of those specialty pizzas on one on one pie so you can try different stuff. Because, I mean, I, I am I am like a 12-year-old kid when it comes to my pizza. I am not getting very experimental. I'm dang sure not committing a whole pizza to an experimental specialty pizza. But I will try a slice or two of something. So the the will of flavor is perfect for that. And who knows? Maybe you'll find something that you didn't know you loved. So check that out. Try the dynamite balls while you're there. It's fresh smoked pulled pork rolled up around some cream cheese, deep fried, drizzled in some barbecue sauce. Probably sweet baby rays if I had to guess. So good. Mm-hmm. You know, hold that thought about sweet baby rays for a second because I want to come back to that. Yeah. When I finish this, but look, they're available on all major food delivery apps. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, just like a New Orleans uh, pizza by the slice place. You know, they only sell large pizzas. So the crust is always very consistent. You're going to get the same crust every time. That's important because sometimes when you change sizes, the crust consistency changes. So become with an appetite or plan to take some home. Acme pizza and daiquiris. You can also get the frozen daiquiris to go or delivered. They got just the right amount of alcohol, legal, yada, yada, yada. Trust the science to make that happen. So get out there, try it. They're on all major food delivery apps. Sweet Baby Ray's. You know, look, I love all the high-end barbecue sauces and the gourmet barbecue sauces and the specialty sauces from my guys like Jones EQ and so many others and all the stuff they sell out at Grills in Mississippi. Shout out to Jonathan and the and the crew out there. I, I've, got, I've got a... Cabinet full of different kind of barbecue sauces. But I'm just going to be honest. My go-to is store-bought, off-the-shelf, Sweet Baby Ray's. It is the best. <laughs> I mean, I was, it's so funny how many people say it's like a, it's like almost like an undercover thing where people will talk about, hey, man, I, I use Sweet Baby Ray's. Like, I've heard that for years. You know, some people uh, squeeze it into, like, a different container. Yeah. They're like, I, I made this. Yeah. You know, this is my specialty sauce. <laughs> now, I, will, I, I will water it down sometimes with a little beer. Mm-hmm. Just uh, kind of, sometimes I like my little waterier. Okay, like, I love that Tennessee red sauce. Yeah, stuff like that. More like a base. Anyway, I, I'm saying it, it. There's probably some barbecue guys listening to this right now that I just lost all my credibility with. <laughs> but I'm just gonna tell you, Sweet Baby Ray's, I, I love it. John Jones EQ's got two great ones also, and he also just bought Wicker's barbecue sauce. They've got some amazing stuff. But I mean, but for, as far as for the for the money and the consistency. Um, Sweet Baby Ray is just their their classic one. It's just the go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, really good. It, it really is. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
Beatty Street real quick. Have you met by Beatty Street this week yet? I have not. I guess I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it looks you like know, me too. I'm not, you know, my, the way my schedule's set up is I, I'm not waiting in line all day. Because today's the last day, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it, by 3 or 4 o'clock today, it's a wrap. Yeah. It is a wrap. Somebody's, uh, Anthony says, add Mountain Dew to Sweet Baby Ray's. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, more sugar, the better. Reagan can brought up something, man. Let's um, let's bounce back to something. You see where mm-hmm. uh, all the, the UAW folks went on strike today? Yes. I yep. think you had told me about yep. that. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's going to be bad for the new car business if that happens. It's also, also going to be bad for the used car buyer yeah. if, if, if this lasts long because used car prices are going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, it's going to be, I mean, you know, like I was saying, I'm, I mean, I'm pro worker and all, don't get me wrong. And I think the uh, auto companies have offered a raise or 20% raise, I think is what it is. But, I mean, I was listening to some um, – a former executive of Ford that's retired now, and he was, he was saying, look, you know, they want to pay the workers. But the problem is these workers are going to, like, talk themselves out of a job, and this stuff's going to be outsourced eventually where the company – so, I mean, you got to – they want – I forget what the number that they want, but it's, a, it's just a – it seems like an unsustainable number uh, for what, what they were discussing last night. Now, I'm not dug deep, too deep into it, but I was listening to what he was saying. He was like, this is – if they do what we, the UAW wants – it's it's not going to be sustainable. That's what they're saying. And, you know, so. I mean, we're already paying $80,000 for F-150s. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. picking F-150, but all of the trucks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's gotten ridiculous. I was looking on a local car dealership's website the other day. Like, new trucks. For like kind of your, I would say your top tier, but your above average. We'll say it like your your Lariat level mm-hmm. F-150 type trucks. We're $60,000. It's insane. And that was after rebates and this, that, and the other. I'm like, gosh, dang. Yeah. And how much are they going to go up, you know, if they try to do this? So I think that's what, you know, that's, that's what the guy, but the guy was saying, he's like, they're going to end up moving these jobs to Mexico. That's what's going to happen. Like, right. They're going to do that. Move them down south here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean. We're not unionized here. Yeah. I guess we're, we're not in Mississippi, right? except for, I, don't, I was listening to something on WAPT this morning that the, uh, is there a GM plant here in Brandon or something? Like a parts plant or something like that. I think so. And they are they they're unionized, but they're not on strike. I thought that's what it said on the news this morning, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I'm, I'll have to dig into that. I mean, I know Nissan. Ain't. Yes, I know that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I can make an argument both directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I see it because I saw what happened to to you know up there at like Nissan when uh, Obamacare came in, mm-hmm. and what they did is they went from hiring. And I, if I get my exact details wrong here i apologize but when, when obamacare set in instead of having to pay everybody's health care they um they they made everybody temporary workers and hire through staff agencies and hire twice the amount of workers and working part-time instead of full-time so they don't have to pay health care and all these benefits okay. and this that and the other mm-hmm. if they were unionized you could prevent a lot of that mm-hmm. but i also understand that from nissan's point of view Yep. It's like, which is, we'll just hire twice the amount of people through a temp staff mm-hmm. and, and us not have to pay benefits. Sure. I mean, by uh, working part time, more shift. Hey, look, I know we got a caller on hold. Caller, stay there. We'll close the hour out with you. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're going to go straight to the phones here to close out the first hour. Hey, caller, thanks for staying on hold. You got about two minutes. Hey, Clay. Uh, as far as the. Talking about the union thing, yeah, they could relocate those plants down here. I mean, that's why <clears throat> that's why a lot of plants are down here. But the union, 
This same thing happened, uh, I don't know if you remember, Packard Electric out in Clinton. Mm-hmm. The union union worked those guys out of a job. You know, they moved that plant down to Mexico because the employees wouldn't make, uh, I think the union wanted them to make some concessions on how they paid for their health care plan or or something, but they wouldn't do it. And the union said, okay, well, we're closing up. I mean, the, the company said, okay, well, we're moving this plant down to Mexico. And yeah. that, whole, think- that whole industrial complex out there in Clinton, for years and years and years was yeah, I mean it's just there's just nothing out there and and you'll the union's done a lot of good things the, they're the reason that we we've got the five day work week you know uh, forty hours um, and they there was a place for unions when the industrial revolution kicked off you know and it was the wild west and manufacturing had kids working you know but but now most of that functionality is taken over by OSHA and all the union is doing is collecting dues and telling folks when to quit work. It's a good analysis. Business will find find a way. Business is going to find a way to make money, whether they move the plant, whether they hire more contract workers. They're going to do what they need to do because they have to. They have a fiduciary responsibility to make money for their stockholders. They're going to find a way to do it. This is where my this is where my being a a capitalist comes in. You know, if uh, business got to do what business got to do. I mean, at the end of the day, they got to make money. And money goes where money's comfortable. So, so you can look for Detroit to, to dry up and blow away. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all have a good weekend. Hey, you too. Thanks for listening, brother. That's a yeah. great call there. Yeah, good analysis on it. I think that that's a good, it kind of goes, you know, we always talk about the men that built America yep. series. It, there was such a place for all this at one point in time, a real big place for it, but OSHA has taken over a lot of it. He's correct about that. Uh, Wasn't it, 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 it Andrew Carnegie still place where they had all the Pinkertons? He, he, brought, he brought in the private military deal. and The they, Pinkertons, yeah. He yeah. brought in the Pinkertons to. to Killed the, the workers. Street. Killed I mean, the workers, pretty much, yeah. You know, I mean, there was actually a war at, mm-hmm. at one of his steel plants there. So uh, there there was definitely a time and a place for unions. Uh, have they yeah. outlived their usefulness? I don't know. I've never been a union member. I don't want to mm-hmm. speak on that. Me either. I, I don't I, know either. But, I, but yeah. I, I, I kind of fall. I'm a capitalist, but I, I am pro-worker because I, I, mm-hmm. I'm a worker I, you know, at the end of the day. So it's give them something it. fair. What, what, what you know, works out economically fair, but you just can't do it to where you don't want them to, again, talk themselves out of a job either. We'll be right back. So. All right, we are back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurk Karan here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, guys, if you need any roof repairs or replacement done, look, there's only one call to make. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing right here in central Mississippi. Locally owned, locally operated, but they operate statewide. Great crew, guys. Uh, look, I, I know, I've beat it. I've told you all a million different ways why you need to use Watkins Construction and Roofing. Sometimes just we're at the end of the day we're all in the people business. You do business with good people, people that you like. You know when services are usually when you're comparing apples to apples on services, who do I like the most? And I'm gonna tell you there's there's a bunch of reasons to like Watkins Construction Roofing, whether it's their involvement in supporting local charities, law enforcement, real men wear pink campaigns every year, all of that, or it's a uh, just good folks, man. There's local folks. It's uh, sponsoring baseball teams, softball teams, soccer teams, all that. That's why you support these type of businesses. Uh, the, Atlanta, the Mississippi Braves, they got they sponsor the dugout uh, rooftops over there. They got billboards all over the place. I mean, these guys are economic drivers. They give back to the community. And, I just, and, I, and the community gives back to them. They're the number one roofing company in the state, to the best of my knowledge. So uh, if you got any issues... Give them a call today. Check out their website. Nobody can remember phone numbers anymore. 
Check out the website. It's Watkins Construction, Inc. Over 500 five-star reviews there on Google. Maybe you'll be the next one. Go look at all their satisfied customers. The number one thing that you see over and over and over in those in those reviews is constant communication. They never had to wonder a timeline, what was next, where they at. There was constant communication the entire time. They'll work with your insurance company. They'll handle all of that. Check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, Sean. Uh, phone lines are wide open, y'all. 601-879-0002. We had a fella call during the break, wanted to speak on the union thing. Fella, call back. We'd love to hear what you had to say. Um, Yeah, um, I am curious. Uh, this union thing is very interesting to me, just in, just in general, not this yep. particular strike so much. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who will be affected by it here on the dealership level. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see them negatively impacted. But it is there's a point where what what is America's appetite for it um, for for a UAW strike? Are y'all for it? Are y'all against it? Are you pro union? Where do you stand on it? Because I again I'm with you. I, I'm pro, I'm probably a little more liberal on this to an extent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very I'm pro worker to an extent. Like hey, you know, you agreed to something. Yeah, stick to your agreement too. Now when the agreement's up, roll out. All right. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, man. Look, yeah, I just want to, you know, kind of make a little clarification on uh, your, your previous caller. I'm an IBW member, been a member for 25-plus years. I don't work out of the local now. I'm taking a maintenance job. But I was at Delphi when they were closing the plant, and we were disconnecting the electrical equipment, getting it ready to ship. And talked with some of the line workers, you know, and just watching them, what they did was like, I could teach my 15-year-old son how to do what they were doing. And these folks were making $75,000 a year. And this was 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's freaking great money. And stupid, simple job. And I'm thinking, why would y'all not go back and negotiate, you know, rather than negotiate yourself out of a job, see what it's going to take to keep your job. And I will say this, they were all Democrats. Every one of them, and I know everybody thinks if you're a union member, you're a Democrat. That's not necessarily true. No, not at all. I'm a union, not, union no. member, and I am not Democrat. Yep. But, you know, why would you do that? And, I mean, there's, there's, you know, a lot of folks say there's no place for unions anymore. In my opinion, the electrical world is the only place for the union. And that's just my opinion. Yeah, because and mo- most electrical workers I know are, are union guys. That's why I, that's why I tiptoe around this a little bit, because, trust me, they, they ain't Democrats. And, um, yeah. and I, you know, I think something a union is good for is getting proper health care and stuff of that nature, your benefits and all of that. Well, I'll tell you the major difference between in the electrical world, especially as a journeyman wireman. If you if you go into a, a union job, electrical job, you'll have a journeyman. And, I, and like I said, I haven't worked out of the local for a while. But I know when I was there, you had a journeyman wireman for every four apprentices. Okay. So if you had eight apprentices, you had two journeymen, you know, and so on. Hey, and cl- now, cl- cl- clar- clarify for people that don't know the difference in a journeyman. I think everybody knows what an apprentice is, but what, what is a journeyman? A journeyman has spent five years in school learning the trade. Not only in school, on the job, he is qualified, exceptionally qualified gotcha. to do the job. And you're dealing with, you know, all, especially now, all kinds of crazy lighting bills, uh, high voltage, it's it's a lot to know, 
but then you go to a non-union job, and I can I, only reason I, I got receipts for this. One of my best friends is a non-union electrician, love him to death. But I hear him complain all the time. He'll be doing a multi-story building. I'm talking about a multi-story building now, and have one journeyman and 20 apprentices. Which which scenario do you think is going to get the better quality? The union. My point. Yep. Appreciate you, brother. Great call, man. All right, man. Y'all right. take care. Yeah, take care. Yeah, and, and and that's why I'm not so quick to to jump on the the anti-union bandwagon. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not anti-union. I'm just a. Uh, but I'm. Yeah. The best way to put it is. What's what's reasonably fair for everybody? You yeah. know, I mean, obviously, because you're a business owner, yeah. So you see it from the business owner side. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. You know, it's tough to uh, you know, like I've had employees in the past, and it's um, you know, that obviously I'm not not that kind of a company, but um, yeah, it's tough. And so, I mean, I get it from both perspectives. And um, the um, you you don't want like I said before, you don't want these folks to talk themselves out of a job and outsource. This is stuff that should stay in America, being made in America. We, do that and that's good for everyone so and, is it Nat, nafta nafta right yeah is that all the jobs? I mean, there's a plan on 49 right down mm-hmm. there in mcgee between minute hall and mcgee they got sent down to mexico so about howard industries that's it that was my dad's um my my, my dad's company uh that they made pitch that went into electronic balances in the 90s that's who we supplied to and then they moved to that personal experience they moved to mexico and it really just hurt our business eventually you know had to sell it back in the early 2000s but i mean that actual move impacted our family big time that one you're talking about right there so um the um yeah no so i've been i've kind of seen all of it you know how it affects everybody and and i get that so it just needs to be it seems to me needs to do what's fair for everybody here um i don't know I, i mean i don't know the numbers well enough and didn't read enough about what is you know what's what they're looking at, I did see a little bit snippets about that. You know, the um, the union folks I think want a forty percent raise, and what they've been offered now is a twenty percent raise, and how those numbers flesh out. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Interesting stuff there. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, get out and buy a car now, though. If you're in the new car market, especially like domestic uh, vehicles, I believe you know there's stuff that comes out of Detroit, that type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd get over there today, and if, if you're serious about buying one, and I would say used cars too. Get down to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center and uh, buy you a used car. Use if if this strike goes on, if you get into that thirty day kind of that that area when the supply chain starts locking, it starts clearing up. It, it may not take that long. It's going to be new car prices are going to go through the roof because of supply demand. There's going to start being market adjustments and stuff, most likely, just like it was during COVID. Then that's going to trickle down to the used car market. I would get out today. I mean, if you're in the market. It's the time to buy is now. That's just my advice for you. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit, yeah. and look, we can we can circle back to any of these things you guys want to at any time throughout the show. Don't don't hesitate to call six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Um, let's see here, man. We got so there's so much, Sean. I, I talked about this yesterday on the show. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on it from because you know, I'd like to get a left leaning opinion on this. Stokes wants to ban face masks in city businesses for open carry folks. Oddly enough, I, I am as pro two A. Touch your gun everywhere you want, boo boo. But if you're gonna wear a face mask, I think again, if there's certain things you want to do in life, you have to make sacrifices. Like if you decide you want to be trans, you're still gonna have to use the bathroom of the gender you were born as. Yeah, you know, there's just certain things sacrifices you're gonna have to make. 
If you want to wear a face mask, you got to leave your gun in the car. I'm I'm with Stokes. I've read this from yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think you should be able to carry a gun walking around and you're get this face mask on. No. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, that's just a public safety issue, really. To me. It, it really is. I mean, you can't do it in banks. And you look threatening. Let's just be honest here. You got to, I mean, if you think about like the Wild West, everybody's got a mask on and a gun on their side. Like, you look threatening when you're doing that if you're like open carry with a mask on. I mean, I'm just sorry. You just do. And something could escalate. You look know. like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, you look I mean, that too. I mean, the whole thing is just stupid. Um, take the mask off or leave the gun in the car. That's, yeah, I'm one hundred percent. Again, I, I, I'm as pro two A. I mean, wear your six shooters and your and your bullet belt, the whole nine yards. Go out to guns and gear, buy a bunch of stuff. Walk yeah, as long as you're not drinking it. in the bar, I'm fine with you carrying your gun anywhere you want. As long as you're not sitting there just getting wasted, you know. Other than that, I think it's pretty fine. Yeah. Okay. That's another that's another thing that I've gone back and forth with some of my friends, uh, my hardcore pro gun guy friends, about is the amphitheater out there in Brandon. Mm-hmm. It serves alcohol, so even your enhanced carry folks are not allowed to carry in there. Okay, and they of course they have a problem with that. But I, but my thought process is I go back to, yeah, I, I know that when you get your enhanced carry. It's supposed to be for super duper responsible people, and ninety nine percent of enhanced carry folks won't do anything stupid. But there's always that one. Exactly. I mean, you ever know with alcohol, man? We've all had experience where we've done something so stupid yeah. that you know, even when you think you're being responsible, and then you just—I mean, some you hit a have an extra shot, and then you yeah. get angry about something. I mean, Who knows? I'm not a gun free zone guy. Gun free as yeah, a gun free zone guy by no stretch of the imagination. But trust me when I tell you, Brandon Amphitheater ain't, ain't a gun-free zone. There's more law enforcement crawling around out there than there is dang near people yeah. attending the concerts. I mean, I tell you, like, I just don't want to go into a bar where, like, people are really actively drinking quite a bit. Like, when I go to Finian's or Martin's and everybody's carrying a weapon. I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's an environment where that's not good for. Well, I mean, look, I'm just going to say it. Look at a lot of, like, these black bars around Jackson. Yeah, you that know, happens. Th- th- that's, where mo- that's where between that and gas stations is where most of the random shootings happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I just don't want to be around a drunk with a gun. Uh, yeah, alcohol and weapons don't mix. Like they just don't mix. It's just you know, carry wherever you want. Just don't drink. Like, yeah. I don't, is that so hard? By the I, way, is that, that really that hard? Like just don't drink. When I say gun, common sense gun control, like that's just common sense gun control. Mm-hmm. You know, like how about don't drink with your gun? Yeah, I don't. I don't see like you're infringing on anybody's rights. Just don't drink. Like, just yeah. don't drink, you know. Well, well, and carry your gun. And carry your gun, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, drink all you want. I mean, believe me, trust me, I'm going to. Now, I'm I mean, just saying. Now, I mean, look, know. now, if you're down at deer camp, different story. Right? Absolutely, completely different. D- different story, you know, drink, shoot, toot-toot, pew-pew. Yeah, go, yeah get drunk as you want and shoot your gun. I mean, if you guys shoot each other, that's on you. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's on, that's, that's you, but... I mean, you know, you're, you're at an environment that encourages, you know, that type of behavior. Totally that, agree. Right? So it's like if you, <laughs> even if you get innocently shot, you knew there was going to be alcohol and guns there. I had some friends years ago that were, you know, bow hunting, and one of them accidentally shot the other one in the in the butt with the with the arrow. You know, and I, get, I don't know if they were drinking or not, of course but I'm assuming. Of course, a Democrat got shot in the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. One of Sean's friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, well, I don't know. They were only they're Democrats. Most Democrats don't hunt. Well, <laughs> you know, they're just better. some do. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, it, that's what happens out there and that's probably fine, but I don't really think you need to be busting up into Finian's or the brewery with a weapon. Like, I just rather you not do that. Yeah. You know, if it's up to me, I just, just don't do that. No, no, that there are videos of me online, I will say lubricated shooting my guns, mm-hmm. you know, at deer camp. 
Yeah, you know. I mean that's perfectly acceptable. If you want to, you know, I mean, if you want to go out and do that, if you're like your deer camp or wherever else, some place you could shoot, and I don't care. But and, you know. and I, I'm not saying that that it's a smart it's a smart thing to do at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying we know people do it. Yeah, and I think you kind of like if you're out there. I mean, you know, everybody's kind of assuming the risk, for lack of a better phrase. That that's what <laughs> we're gonna get yeah. drunk and shoot. You know, it's just. I mean, I'm not assuming the risk though. When I go over to the bar and some dude has got a gun, and the other dude's got a gun, and they start shooting each other. Because, I mean, I can't tell you how many, well, you just brought up all the bars in Jackson when that happens. I can't tell you how many times I've prosecuted a case where that was the exact scenario where people had weapons in a bar and mm-hmm. somebody got shot and innocent people got shot. That's generally what, generally what does happen. If you ever go into a bar and they got a table where they're gambling at it, leave. Yeah, that's it. They're playing a dice game up front. That's, or, that's my suggestion. Di- dice, dice or dominoes? Oh, you're, you might be dead. You, you've taken a wrong turn. Yeah. If they're, um, I mean, I used to, you know, you remember the little Birdland? Of course. Uh, I can't. I mean, I used to. It's amazing how many cases at one point in time that I had coming out of there. And uh, and it was always started out like what you just said. There was a dice game in front and somebody got mad and then it turned to a shootout or it was in that you know, in the bar. Like, you know, you had somebody like our friend that we discussed before yeah. and, they, um, and uh, you gets you know, somebody's going to try to shoot him and they, sh- and they end up shooting everybody else. So I don't know. Anyway, I mean, the moral of the story is weapons in bars, bad. <laughs> like that's it. it. Weapons yeah. in bars, bad. I'm and dice even, games and dominoes games. I, look, as a former bar owner, we didn't allow our, we didn't allow our non law enforcement security to, to have guns. Yeah. You know, like now our law enforcement security. Sure. Mm-hmm. But our non-law enforcement, our bouncers, couldn't have guns. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't. I'm just saying they weren't supposed to. <laughs> right. Because I know there's some listening right now thinking, ha, 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 little do you know. Well, I had my gun. <laughs> but, you know, that was always the rule well, of thumb was only law enforcement could, could have the guns. What would you have done when your patrons showed up at the bar with open carrying his weapon, though? Turn them around. Yeah. See? I mean. I mean we, we, we had a strict, strict policy, especially by, when we, by the time we got to Jackson, because it was club was upstairs. So you, you got searched at street level. You got to the uh, mezzanine level where you actually paid. You got searched again. Mm-hmm. And then you could go upstairs. Only twice, I think, did somebody get past the floor guy to the second guy, mm-hmm. and we catch him anyway Yeah, okay. with, with a weapon. And, uh, of course, you had to fire the floor guy. Because mm-hmm. you, you got one job, bro. Yeah. You got one job. Stop the weapon from coming stop, in here. Stop the weapon from coming in here. I mean, it's yeah. zero, zero tolerance. And um, But we never – look, I know this is a – the ceiling's mighty low to say nobody ever got killed in my bars. Yeah. But considering how often it happens in Jackson <laughs> with a certain demographic, nobody ever got killed in my bars, at, at, what, 10 plus years of opening and having a club on Capitol Street mm-hmm. in Jackson. You know, so we we ran a pretty tight ship. But I bet you guys had some fights that happened there. We right? had plenty of fights. Okay. And that's because of alcohol. I mean, right? I mean, I mean, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, what, what's the, what's the, the, the Crows? What's the bar name on Dukes of Hazard? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, somebody will remember the um. Well, just like you know, we, I mean, we talked about folks getting thrown out windows and uh, everything. We talked about Sportsman's Lodge, which was a bar I loved in Jackson forever. You know, it's just, we used to we joke about having reunions all the time. And uh, I mean, that was the reason he closed because he kept getting sued because there was a fight. I mean, that's just the nature of bars. There's going to be anger fights, whatever, because everybody's drinking. So yeah. it's just best to not also exacerbate that with a firearm, bro. I, I got mean, I got in fights drunk at my own bars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just happens. Raise your hand if you've so, never been in a bar fight. I mean, that's another question. If you've never been in a bar fight, uh, like t- how t- many people have not been in a bar fight? I mean, yeah. excluding, I, mean I, I don't mean women, but even women. Who knows? Well, we we rented Crazy Eight to. Uh, by the way, there's the Boar's Nest in Dukes of Boar's Thank Nest, you. Okay. Boar's Nest. Um, man, we rented Crazy Eight out to a Mississippi State fraternity one time. 
and we got into a fight with them. There you go. I mean, I would feel like I wouldn't have accomplished much. Now they life. they started it fighting each other, and <laughs> then they we tried to break it up, and they all uh, turned into I am my brother's keeper real quick, and uh, we ended up getting into a fight with them. That was the worst. That, that's the worst whooping we collectively took as a group my entire career. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Let's take a break real quick. Hell State, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show right here with Sean York Caron on. 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, guys, it's uh, Friday. Let's see what the plate lunch is over there at Martin's downtown. I about got it memorized by this point. It is fried chicken. You get two sides and a piece of bread with that. I think you get a side salad, too. Look, we, we, we ain't here for the salad. We're here for the fried chicken. Get downtown Jackson today right there on Commerce Street at Pearl Street or on State Street at Pearl Street, whatever entrance you decide to go in. They got them both. They got a front entrance and a rear entrance. There at Martin's downtown, the live entertainment for the night. Let me uh, stroll down here. Just a shade here. Let's see. Was today the 14th? Today is the 15th. I missed that by a day. Let's see. All right. Well, tomorrow night's live entertainment <laughs> is the Lazy Lightning Band. Are you, a fa- are you a fan of the Grateful Dead? Oh, yeah, man. Well, is it the Grateful Dead night? It's a great, yeah, tomorrow night is the Grateful Dead tribute band. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That is the Lazy Lightning Band. They're they're a local, a Jackson, uh, Grateful Dead tribute band. But we have some great, great musicians here in Jackson, so I'm sure it is absolutely awesome if that's your thing. If jam bands are your thing, Grateful Dead are the kingpins of jam band music. So get out to Martin's tonight. is also Ribeye Steak Night at Martin's. And I have, I have partaken in Ribeye Steak Night before. I can co-sign on it. It is worth it your time and worth your money you will not leave hungry they are also available on all major food delivery apps go check out the whole menu i'm telling you man that euro that ribeye steak euro is to die for literally let's take a call i think we got josh on the line hey brother you on there hey clay i was thinking on your one one talk and it ties into politics in the end on the what would you want if you were saving the planet to, to get in return yes yeah and, and i had a car hit a hit a pole in my yard in May, and it tore through my water line and my meter. And I have called since May, and I try not to bother them. I'm like, look, we got it temporarily fixed because it happened on a Saturday, the anniversary where they hit another light pole in my yard. You know how popular my yard is. Oh, yeah. So so they hit this pole. They take out my power, bust it through my water meter. That's how fast they were going. They weren't doing the 35, more like 55. So it, And they got my water held on by a radiator clamp onto my uh, my water meter right now. And that's fine. It's been going on since May. So so with that being said, I, I've been calling and I get the response. So I'm going to tell you, Pearl is the new Jackson. And, and what I mean by that is I've called since May. They haven't fixed my water whatsoever. And, and with that being said, I've I bought the six acres near my property as well. So I've got like a quarter mile of road frontage. So when the politics season comes, I plan on putting out all kind of signs against the opposition of whoever I think, you know, again, is going to be the candidate of my choice. Hey, and that's, Does that make sense? Absolutely, brother. That's the American way. Putting up banners, whatever it takes. But well, yeah, Pearl is the new Jackson. Well, look, and I, I just want to get my water fixed back nice. I'll tell you what I'll do for you. You know, I got a buddy over there in Pearl. I'll make a call for you when I get off there. See if we can't help out. Oh, I, 
appreciate it. And I'll leave you with a with a good with a good joke, perhaps. Yeah. What do politicians, lawyers, and strippers have in common? <laughs> do tell. For enough money, they'll dance just for you. I like it. <laughs> I like it. One. Have a good one, Josh. Thanks. <laughs> good, <laughs> good stuff there. Good stuff there. And of course, you know. That problem's already taken care of itself with a text message here. So, uh, what, oh yeah, I mean, so, I was thinking about another lawyer joke. Like, what's the difference between a stripper and a, a lawyer? The stripper will stop screwing you after you're dead. Hey guys, don't forget, I'm raising money this year for breast cancer awareness through the Real Men Wear Pink American Cancer Society deal. I would love for you to donate if you can stop finding your heart. If you like the tatas as much as I like the tatas. Let's save the tatas and uh, donate to the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink Fund. Hit me up, and I will send you the link to my fundraiser. Would love for you to be a part of that. Let's see here, Sean. Yeah, I, that we had a few more things. What? <clears throat> look, this um, we don't have time to start this now. We can mm. do it when we come back from the break. But this Biden stuff is really, really cranking up, man. You tell me I like the uh, the hate on the left on Biden. Yeah, that stuff and all the it's gotten. Have you talked about it this week? I, I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I I, I would much rather t- have the conversation with you being a lefty. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a man. It's been interesting because every night I'm texting, I'm like screenshotting. Look at CNN. I mean, like they're going to war with him. Yep. It's really it's really gotten there to where they're. It's been a bad. Actually, the uh, article I read this morning in the New York Times was it said it's been a bad week for Joe. You know, talking about like his age, and then Hunter getting indicted, and all this kind of stuff, and it's a, uh, it's really, that's it, so, that's it, the Hunter. That's what I wanted to talk about. Let's yeah. take a break real quick. Come back. We, me, and you had a colorful conversation yesterday afternoon about the Hunter indictment. Mm-hmm, sure, and uh, we're not on the same side on this, I don't think, but for different. Well, reasons. actually, you kind of, you kind of. Well, I, I see what your point. I think you might be right from a legal perspective. Like it's different. It's like. It's like he committed fraud, not yeah. the actual underlying crime. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. I'm kind of thinking. So let's yeah. talk about it. We'll be right back. Sure. We're going to dive into the Hunter Biden indictment and the Joe Biden, not just impeachment, but him having to him not running again. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkron. All right, welcome back in here to the Clay Edwards Show. Um, let's see, guys, just real quick. Don't forget, uh, Stonington Farm is going to be back up here next Friday. I'm going to make the short and sweet grass-fed beef. What's funny, Sean? Somebody answered our question mm-hmm. on uh, what would you, what would you want from the government to save the world? Yeah. One of our texters said a lifetime supply of Stonington Farm beef. Oh, there you go. On the Guns of Gear text line, I like. I say I did see it. I saved it for the ad read here. So it's that dang good, y'all. Gets you the grass-fed difference. Grass-fed, grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, and, of course, MRNA-free, locally sourced, right here in Mississippi, grass-fed beef. You will not regret it. I've been eating on some grass-fed tacos here for about two straight days. So check them out, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. Miss Katie will be up here next Friday making three local area deliveries in Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. You'll uh, go to the website. You'll go to view our cuts, I believe it is. It'll have the price per pound. You can just get one pound. You can get one pack of hamburger meat if you just want to try it, like six bucks. Or you can get a whole cow. Discuss all that with her and uh, enjoy it. Be Welcome to the grass-fed family. All right. 
So, so I mean, did you ever answer what you would you would want to save the world? Was it the taxes thing? It, 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 yeah, yeah, it's taxes and put all my enemies on an island. Okay, and uh, let them let them survive. Mm. Let them fight it out. There'll be some competitions like Survivor yeah. Island. You know, we, I guess we could put that on YouTube for sure. Yeah, there may be some torture involved, I mean, <laughs> like the Hunger Games, like something like that, like like a little bit like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it would definitely be on YouTube. Have you seen that movie Death Race? Yes, of course. Something yeah. similar to that, or that other. What's that one? That Korean thing. I watched that too. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I don't remember that. Anyway, it's, it's on Netflix. Okay, well, you, so you did that. Yeah, I'd, I'd take a lifetime supply of uh, I don't know strippers put, and uh, Johnny Walker Black. That's put, where I'd go with. <laughs> so I, that's what I would go with. I put I put them all in a uh, in a escape room. Except I'm Saul. You're Saul. <laughs> that's it. I'm Saul. <laughs> you just gonna just kill them all yourself? Yeah. Yeah. No, I ain't saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> You can see, like you see, you running out after Polo with a chainsaw. You know, just. I want a. I also want. I don't care to stay in the White House. I want a night. I want a lifetime membership with my own room at Mar-a-Lago. That you know what I want. I want a night out with Hunter Biden. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> what a night out with Hunter Biden. I, I, in Vegas. Okay, so in Vegas. But here's my only problem with that mm-hmm. is there's a lot of stuff with minors. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so can we can we can we can we sub Hunter for Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. I'll take Charlie. Charlie would be. Yeah. Charlie would be. I mean, Charlie pre- probably be more fun. Mid nineties Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Or or well pre AIDS. Not Tiger Blood. Pre I mean, AIDS Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Does he have AIDS now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember that. He's. Yeah. T- I just remember the Tiger Blood. <laughs> I mean, that's mid two thousand Charlie Sheen. There'd be a lot of guys we'd have to pick on that list. Don't have Charlie. Like, what about like Vince Neil? From the eighties, I mean, would you want to do that? As long as he ain't driving, yeah. As long as he ain't driving, yeah. I ain't getting the passenger seat or anything. I, you know, let's go back to Poison. I mean, they they had a pretty good time in the eighties too. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of those. I mean, I guess the one, the main one would be uh, Rockstar would be Keith Richards. If you could party with Keith Richards, then there's a you could U- hang it. There's a YouTube documentary called My Lost Weekend. Well, it was actually an MTV thing. They did a contest where you got a weekend. Mm-hmm. With with Van Halen on the 1984 tour. Oh no! And this this high school kid won. And this is back then. Back then, and dude, oh. all kind of crazy stuff happened. So there's a YouTube oh follow up documentary. This thing it's called "My Lost Weekend with Van Halen." I've got to watch this. You've got to watch it. <laughs> yes. I can't. I can't talk about anything that happened on that thing on the air. God bless. And footage. It's so like there was one they actually shot in 1984. Yeah. And then now today. Yeah, they did a follow up with the uh, guy that won. Okay. And. They they MTV did a thing on it then, mm-hmm. and then there's the story behind it. It's phenomenal. Okay, I'm it gonna, phenomenal. yeah, I'm gonna. I'm it's exactly notes. everything we're talking about. That's awesome. You got to fly on the private jet with Van Halen and really, yeah, you know, go to like two shows or has you. I don't. I think he got kicked off the sh- after the first night. They sent him back home. It got that out of hand. He got, <laughs> he got kicked out of Van Halen backstage party. That's bad. Yes. You, but now that's when you know you're pretty awesome if you get kicked out of Van Halen. We're talking about Pete, nineteen eighty four Van Halen. Oh my god! All right, let's All right. uh let's jump into this Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah. Um. So Hunter's going to be indicted or has been indicted on the lying on a federal form. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, well, yeah, but the Fifth Circuit kind of overturned that or says that's unconstitutional. I'm like, well, that's not. He's not being charged with. Being a being a drug addict, right? That was the difference. Actually, I was going to say, lawyer Edwards, you pointed that out to me. I was like, that was a very good point. Being charged with, last night, yeah, lying yeah. on a federal form. It's, yeah, he's, it's more like he's being charged with a almost like a fraud crime than he is yeah. uh, being charged with the actual like possession of a weapon by a drug user, which is different. I think. I mean, it's kind of like you can be charged with obstructing justice, but not have actually committed the crime. So let's say that it is now going to be well. The Fifth Circuit has said. It's unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court hasn't said that yet. But let's say it 
comes out that it's unconstitutional for them to be able to charge you at all or with a crime of being a drug addict and in possession of a firearm, mm-hmm. then um, then uh, just called then that would like that that would turn out being that would uh, be different. That would just like what I'm talking about, where that would not be a crime anymore, but you could still be charged with obstructing justice for a crime that you commit, even though he's not being charged with obstruction of justice here. He's being charged with lying, kind of like you were pointing out last yeah. night, which I thought about. I was like, that's a very good point. He's it's a different crime. Yeah. So yeah, I think he could still be charged with this, even though the underlying crime is not a crime anymore or will not may possibly will not be. It still is. I mean, cause it's only the fifth circuit that said yeah. that it's not the U S Supreme, Supreme court. court. Yeah. yeah. Let me so. ask you this, um, related, unrelated. Let's just pretend that the Supreme court, uh, agrees mm-hmm. and they say this is unconstitutional and this is the new law. And same with marijuana. If it's decriminalized federally yeah, in all States, do you have to release everybody from jail that's currently in jail for these crimes? I mean, they pled guilty to him at the time. I don't, I don't, you know, I know, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I guess if people start filing motions for it, sure. I mean, you yeah. would think, you think you could, could, could undo a lot of taxpayer burden by saying, well, mm-hmm. they've served X amount of time. Yeah, you, like you if you got caught with gun and drugs, like what do they do? I mean, there's yeah. always, you know, there's always other crimes that are attached to that. I'm not sure exactly sure. the mechanism, how that would work in terms of like a mask. Like we've said that this is now. Um, they had that happen. It's still the, illegal to sell drugs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like even if, even if you, even if you're in a state where you can grow and smoke and mm-hmm. all that, bro, you still can't sell it because tax man cometh. Yeah, right. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just would, I guess it would depend on. Um, I'm trying to think here, if the uh, and there's crimes that you know, I guess I mean that they've retroactively said are not crimes anymore and let people out in the past. I know that's happened before, but all that would happen on a mass level. I've never, I've not seen that. That'd be interesting to look up. Though I'm not sure. But I think but, you make a good point about it's usually not just. A drug charge. Yeah, drug it's usually a or... bunch of other stuff. It's kind of like in the Hunter Biden case we're talking about here. Like, they've never had a case where it's just, you know, just this one line on the form yeah. is what they've been saying. It's usually coupled with a bunch of other stuff. And, I mean, obviously they're doing this to Hunter because I think it's – well, I mean, obviously it's political. Let's be honest here. But but Hunter's done a bunch of other stuff. So I think they're kind of trying to <laughs> batch that into, you know, hey, look, here's this crime. Let's have him plead to something or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I think he's uh, – but I think that, you know the larger question with what the Fifth Circuit's saying. I mean, should they? Does your Second Amendment right not extend to you being a drug addict? And but I, I, you know, I think I agree with the Fifth Circuit here. I think that it, it they shouldn't be able to regulate. If I'm a drug addict, if I buy a gun, well, I mean, you know, the Second Amendment Second Amendment doesn't prohibit that. Let me ask you this: Does that open the door for felons getting their gun rights back? Um, yeah, I think it means, I think, hmm, I don't know about in this specific instance. Um, like on drug charges. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, could you make I mean, a look at, Yeah, you can make a case for it, I would think. Sure. It'd be I interesting think. to see. You know, I've, um, there is some specific way, and I, you know, I remember when I used to prosecute uh, convicted felons with firearm, I used to ask that question all the time. It's like, where is the basis for, you know, preventing somebody that's had a felony from owning a firearm? in context of the Second Amendment. Now, I believe, and I'm not super up on every bit of Second Amendment law. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get some texts in a minute from people that really know this stuff. But um, I, I think there is some basis where the Supreme Court has said that that is okay to prohibit, you know, a convicted felon from owning a firearm. I can't remember exactly which one it is. But I used to, that used to be was kind of one of my first questions when I was a prosecutor. I was like, well, does this really, how does the Second Amendment extend to that? You know, and, and there is a way that it does. I just don't know off, off the top of my head. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Brad texts in and says, Hunter Biden charges were all a smokescreen. They didn't charge him with anything. 
pertaining to old Joe. They will delay this till after November 24, then dismiss before old Joe leaves office. Smoke, no fire. I don't disagree. I, I, I do not disagree. Well, that goes into the other thing we're talking about, too. The, uh, I mean, it looks like they're doing their best to get Joe off the ticket anyway. I mean, that's kind of where this is headed. Yeah. We were just, I mean, like, that's where this week, if anybody's really been paying attention, this week has been an attack on Joe, especially yeah, regarding his from age. Every from everybody. Yeah. I mean, so I said this yesterday on the show. I think they're going to, you, you send in somebody, the Clay Travis said this, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to make sure I give credit to, but it makes all the sense in the world. You got to you send in Obama, whoever, whoever's pulling the purse strings, mm-hmm. which I was going to say Obama. Send him in. It's like, Joe, you, you, you got it. We can't protect you if you, if you continue on. Yeah. Like, the, the, this is too hot. You're bringing heat on everybody. We, you, we can lose this party forever if, if, you, if you continue forward. We got, we got to hit the reset button now. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, right. It, and if they really decide to turn the flames up on him like they did Trump, mm-hmm. it's over. Well, I mean, if you look at the poll, I was looking at an article the other day. The polling is interesting. So 75% of the American public believes he's too old to be president. That's a lie. Or at least that it's a liability or massive liability. 69% of Democrats think he is too old to be president or it's a massive liability. Then, you know, I was watching an interview with uh, or statements by Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe. And you know how, you know, and that's pretty far left. Like it's become that way over the years. It didn't yep. used to be. Now it's, now it is. Um, Scarborough had said that every Democrat he knows privately tells him that Joe is too old to run. And then the article you told me about the other night that I didn't even know about from David Ignatius, who was a, a constant guest on Morning Joe. I had a terrible time trying to announce, pronounce his name Ign- yesterday. Ignatius, yeah. Well, I mean, I do because I've watched the program. And, and he, so Ignatius, who happens to be one of the president's favorite columnists, by the way. Yeah. I mean, and I, maybe that's why he wrote it. Like, I, I don't know. But he, the president has said how much he likes David Ignatius. From a trusted voice. Yeah, right. And uh, from a trusted voice. So he's a, he's kind of like a, like old school, like Walter Lippmann or something. And um, the... Uh, and Ignatius writes this article, if anybody hasn't seen it, about how Joe should not run for another term. And that's kind of like a stab from the left. Like, don't – and it's in, the, it's, in, it's in the Washington Post this week. Anybody can go look it up. And it's a really good article. Clay's the one actually told me about it, and I went and read it, and I couldn't believe it. When it who the, I thought maybe it would be some conservative columnist that came in and wrote that. But then I didn't realize it was David Ignatius who wrote it. And, um, and it kind of explains reasons why he thinks that Joe should not run for a second term. And, um, and, it's, and, it, and, it's, and so I thought that – with what's going on, with what you're seeing on, you know, on CNN and the New York Times and Washington Post, there seems to be a concerted effort to to get them off the ticket. But the thing is, like I told you the other night, they need to do that now, now. because, like, like in the next few weeks, because they're running out of time. Yep. I mean, the new, another candidate is not. I think when is the first primary in January? I believe, and um, they're running out of time like for someone to raise money, to start campaigning. I mean, these guys, these Republicans, have been. Campaigning for what since January, most of them. Trump since last November, yep. but the other Republicans have been since the beginning of the year. So they've had this huge, massive, you know, advantage doing this. Whereas everybody thought Joe Biden is going to be the candidate, and if he's not, they got to make a decision. Well, that's telling me the Democrats are getting scared. They're like, we've got to do something because but, this is not going to work out. You know, I, next I year. know you have an open primary, but obviously they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna point somebody. They're gonna they're gonna try to make it do it. Let Biden be a kingmaker of sorts. And you know it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be Kamala. I no, we agree on that. Well, I told Nancy, I told you the other night Nancy Pelosi kind of just they asked her about Kamala and she didn't really say anything. She was like, uh, yeah, I guess she's okay. Basically saying no. I mean that's yeah. what she implicitly was, was saying. They're, they're gonna have a chosen son or daughter on mm-hmm. this thing. 
that they're going to that Kamala and Joe are going to bless. It's got to be. And I, and I still think it's Gavin Newsom. I think it's Gretchen Whitmer. Let's find out. We'll be right back. Yep. We'll close the show out with Sean Yorkeron in just a few minutes. Hi, right, welcome back in. We got about a minute here to close out today's show. Sean, I thought we had a slobber knocker today. I thought it was a yeah. good show. Good show. Started with Armageddon and ended with Hunter, which is kind of similar now yeah. when you think about it. Okay, you know, can I change my, my one thing that I would do, that I would demand of the government? What's that? Can Hunter Biden play the Bruce Willis role and just – he has to save the universe to, to – <laughs> To, Hunter Biden has to save Earth from the asteroid to pay back for his sins. That's his debt to society. Clay, you know there's no way in the world that Hunter Biden would kick Ben Affleck out of that tube and save the world and sacrifice himself. No, I'm saying, but but that would be he would have to. He, <laughs> he, he, would, he, he would screw it up. He, he would, yeah. I mean, would you trust him with the button? He'd, I mean, you I mean know, I Bruce Willis was it. barely able to get the button and make it work. Hunter, yeah. Hunter Biden ain't no Bruce Willis. I would have picked Steve Buscemi over Hunter to do it. Steve, when Steve is on that nuke on top of the asteroid, singing, doesn't front row seat to the end of the world. Yeah. Is, what song is he singing in there? He's singing a specific song, and I can't remember what it is. I don't remember. Hey, look, Jim Thorne's up next. Sean will be back next week. I'll be back here Monday. Podcast to be available here soon. The true number one podcast in the city of Jackson, the Clay Edwards Show. We will see you shortly. Don't forget, man. Great day at WYAB. A lot of great high school football tonight. Get out and support your favorite high school team, and I will see you back Monday. Peace. Hell State. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.